0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Wellness Plus podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by the Yoga Plus app by Psyche Truth. The Yoga Plus app has hundreds and hundreds of videos all relating to your yoga practice, helping you gain flexibility, get stronger, improve your self-care. Everything you need, the Yoga Plus app has, so make sure you check it out. And it's constantly growing. New videos get added every single week, so it always has new content for you to keep it fresh. We are also brought to you today by Serene Team. Serene Team is a web application that is designed to help you achieve serenity, help you sleep better, help you reduce anxiety, all things that seem to be getting harder. So definitely check out Serene Team. They've got hundreds of videos and different tools that will help you calm down and really achieve that serene state. On the show today, we have a really, really exciting guest, Pritaji, who is the co-author of Four Sacred Secrets for Love and Prosperity, A Guide to Living in a Beautiful State. She is a transformational leader and the co-founder of the O&O Academy. Pritaji joined me today. She was doing a uh, a workshop in New York, actually, upstate New York at the Omega Institute. So it was really, really nice for her to set some time aside to be able to do this podcast with me. And it was really, really interesting. We talk all about how you can get out of a state of suffering in your life and achieve this beautiful state that her and her husband have basically founded and want to help everybody else achieve so it was really really interesting podcast and there's a lot to be gained from it so please enjoy the podcast and make sure you check out her book I read it and the book is amazing Um, we'll leave links to her books and her website and I think they also have a meditation app as well and all those links will be in the uh, in the description so check all those out as well and welcome Pritaji Uh, one more thing before we go Please make sure you leave us a review, leave a review for the podcast so we know how we're doing. It really helps us a lot. All right, guys, enjoy the show. Really excited. Welcome, Pitaju. Thank you so much for, for joining me today.
1: Namaste. So wonderful to be with uh, you and address your audience on this podcast.
0: Yeah, very excited. Um, and so I know we were just kind of going over this, but I wanted to start off so that maybe we could talk about your book. Um, I saw, I've i been reading your book and I think it's it's an amazing tool for people, uh, for, for everybody. And so I would really love to get to talk more about it.
1: Yeah. Uh, the book, The Four Secret Secrets, is a vision of Krishna Ji and me. Um, to help individuals live in a transformed state and experience abundance, experience love and prosperity in life. For a long part of our understanding, for a large part of our understanding, we believe that spirituality is one end of the spectrum and uh, probably material achievement and success is the other end of the spectrum. The vision for this book is to make sure that these two spectrums, which was considered to be opposite end of the two sides, we wanted to bring it together so that you live and experience a transformed state. And from that transformed state, you create abundance and you attract abundance in your life. Um, Krishnaji puts it very, uh, gives a very pictorial depiction of what we want to give the world. He says it is Buddha, traveling in a bench along, along with loved ones. <laughs> um, Buddha was assumed to be a person who detached himself from everything in life. And there are individuals who are very attached to all, uh, all positions and things and success. We want to bring together these two. We, don't want to, we, we feel spirituality, a transformation in consciousness is essential for every one of us. It is not limited for few people who are seekers, who are wanting to live a different life. But instead, it is for everyone who wants to live in the world, create prosperity, create love. But when you do it from a transformed state, life becomes very effortless. And your consciousness actually impacts um, your experience of life. Your consciousness impacts the reality that you experience. So it is our vision to bring spirituality into everyone's homes. And we believe it is the need of the hour. It is, it, is, it, it is very important that we live a transformed life, then only we can create a better society and a better world. That is the vision behind the book, The Four Sacred Secrets.
0: Yeah, yeah. And that's a, I mean, that's a beautiful vision. And I think it's something that's just becoming more and more important for people. Nowadays, um, there seems to be a lot of unnecessary suffering of people having a lot of internal conflict um, and and you just see it all the time. And so it's becoming more and more obvious that there needs to be some way for people to kind of like you're talking about this transformational um, through their consciousness. It's it's something that I think everybody should be trying to achieve.
1: Absolutely. And, and when you see then you when an individual is in conflict, when an individual is in suffering, what this individual is doing to the world around is only propagate and create more suffering. Mm-hmm. It is it if we if you're really looking at the world perspective for what we are today, it is not a great place. And we need to do something in order to change. Uh, this entire way the world is living and experiencing. And we've, we we strongly believe it has to start inward.
2: Mm-hmm. It
1: has to start within oneself. The conflict that you're seeing in the external world is the result of innumerable number of individuals experiencing conflict within. Because what happens within us happens at the global level. The conflict that we suffer is experienced at the global level, as war, as hate. The con- the The same way if we become more peaceful individuals, if we are able to feel comfortable within ourselves, if we are experiencing a beautiful state within ourselves, then we become individuals who are capable of making sure that we are contributing for a better world, a more peaceful world.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so that kind of takes us into what the first thing I kind of want to talk about is the, the first thing you mentioned in the book, and it's all based around these two states of being that there's only two states of being. Um, so could you, could you kind of expand on that?
1: Um, Ji? actually what Krishna Ji says, the world, it's a very powerful insight. It is a philosophical insight, which puts the entire gamut of human experience into this simple yet very powerful insight. Like everyone, that is every one of us at any point of time, live only in two states of being. There is no third state. That is, we are either living in a suffering or a stressful state, or we are living in a beautiful state. And behind everything that we see happen in our lives, behind togetherness or separation, behind um, behind love or hate, behind war or peace, behind everything that we see in our lives and in the world around us is our state of being. And... The most important decision that one needs to make in our life is from which state do you want to live an experienced life? Do you want to live your life from a suffering state or you want to live an experienced life from a beautiful state? We believe that is probably the most important question you need to ask because dependent on your state of being is the is a, is the thoughts that emerge, is the emotions that you carry, and dependent on your emotions are the choices that you make, the decisions that you make in life. Dependent on the decisions that you make are the actions that you perform, and dependent on the actions that you perform is the destiny that you create for yourself and your loved ones. So. We have to bring attention to our inner state. Are we constantly fueling anger, hurt, fear, loneliness, insecurity, depression, sadness? Or are we experiencing life from a place of calm, joy, love, connection, bliss? What is it that we are constantly nurturing and fueling, or fueling ourselves in? Because if you're used to living in a state of anger, you get back into anger again and again because you are wired to live in that place. Neurologically, there are neural connections that you're forming in your brain for you to experience anger again and again. And that is why it is important to learn the art of nurturing a beautiful state, because you are either in this state or this state. And you experience the entire life within you. Mm -hmm. And it is important that what is happening within you is beautiful, so that you have the immense clarity towards life itself. If you are in a conflicted state, you do not know what you're feeling also. And at the same time, you really do not know what you're doing with your life.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And um, what's really, really cool about what you talk about here is it's extremely empowering for people Um, because it really comes down to what is within you, like you say. And despite, obviously bad things are going to happen to everybody there's there's a lot of bad things that will happen in the world but you can you can choose how to react how to feel about these things and really transform your experience is that is that kind of correct
1: yeah not only that if you move into an anger if you do not bring attention to it what happens it, it 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 kind of Grows within you;
2: mm-hmm.
1: it becomes an habitual state. So that is why this learning is important, whereby we bring attention and step out of that state of anger.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Everyone faces challenges in life. Every species faces challenges in life. But the problem is between with our species is that we continue the external challenge inwardly, mm. and we continue with an inner dialogue for long periods of time, and we lose out on people. We lose out on life. We are not connected. We are so separate. Mm-hmm. And the entire experience of life itself is very mechanical. It is very painful, and there is no joy in living when you live life that way.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and yeah. I mean, it's just—it's a really, really. I mean, it's like you said; it's—it seems almost very simple, but it's so effective.
1: Yes, so effective.
0: Um, and so, in the book, you wish
1: life when you live in a beautiful state. Yeah, You'll exactly. Begin to Enjoy every bit of it, every bit of uh, your movement towards achievement or your relationship with your partner or the way you uh, connect with your children. Everything transforms when you live in a beautiful state. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. and, And another thing that's really awesome in your book is you have tons of different stories from yourself, from your husband, and then from students you've worked with and from different fables throughout, you know, history that explain why, why living in this beautiful state is so great and how, how it can be very effective and how it can be achieved. Um, and so that, that's really interesting too. And so you said you have, there's four main secrets, right, in, in the book that are discussed. Um, what, what's the first one?
1: The first one is living with a spiritual vision. We are a civilization that is focused extensively on achievement on success, on um, possessing material comforts and luxury. Um, Nothing wrong with it. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's great to have all that. Um, We are a civilization that is focused on doing. We're focused on what we can show off to others. But very little attention has been brought to our inner state. And this inner state, the way you experience life is like the foundation on which your entire life is built. And that foundation has to be a very solid, strong foundation for you to become that successful individual who's achieving, who's having great relationships, who's having a wonderful partner and a great child relationship with one's children. So it begins within oneself. But we are a civilization who has neglected this inner uh, journey. We have neglected bringing attention to our inner state. That is why we wanted to start. We wanted every individual to start with a spiritual vision, which is we have a vision for the external world. We have a vision for how much we want to achieve, how much weight to lose, what diet to follow, how much of exercise we need to do in a day, in a in a week. We have vision. Probably we have a vision for that, but spiritual vision is actually holding a vision for your inner state which we believe is the mother of all visions. It is when you want to achieve, from what state do you want to achieve? When you are relating to your children, from what state do you want to relate to your children? Do you want to be a disconnected parent who is just doing or fulfilling one's responsibility because you are in the role or you are in that situation where you're you're practicing a role of a parent? Or do you want to be the connected parent who can impact life, who can impact the lives of your children? Or do you want to be a stressed out achiever or a fulfilled achiever? From what state do you want to move your life? From what state you want to drive your life? That is a spiritual vision, bringing attention to one's inner state and having a vision to live a life from a beautiful state, which we believe is the mother of all visions.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so in that chapter, I know you go through, um, I think, is it, your your husband's experience with um, on the jet skis is it's, that correct? Yes. Yeah, and he kind of discusses that and how that affects him, uh, somewhat achieving that. And so, and then at the end of the chapter, you kind of discuss the uh, um. It's almost like a meditation, correct? In to help people achieve that. Yes. Um, which is which is really cool too and super helpful. I Actually, wrote it down and I, I plan on start doing it myself. Um, and so. <laughs> In that meditation, I guess, would you mind kind of talking about it and why it is that that's so effective?
1: We would ask beginners to do the soul sync meditation. Mm-hmm. And in the soul sync meditation, we actually lead individuals to experiencing a beautiful state. And when we talk about meditations, most of us are not clear what meditation is. hmm for a large part, people just close their eyes, and few of them close their eyes and bring attention to the breath, and few of them are just drifting apart. And at the end of it, they're not sure if they've done it right or wrong. That is why the soul sink meditation. Soul sink meditation leads an individual from one step to the other step, from observing breath to um, to making a humming sound to relax your body. And bringing attention to the tiny little pause that happens between inhalation and exhalation. So you become an individual capable of bringing attention to the minutest details of your inner world. And then you move into a place of expansion where you feel that you are connected with the entire universe. And you are not actually separate. And then leaves a little space for you to feel that expansion and then when you feel expanded and when you feel connected you hold a heartfelt intention a heartfelt intention that you can manifest in your life mm-hmm. always people have wondered how is it how can i how can i achieve my destiny or how can i uh, fulfill my desires it happens because of a state of being when you are in a state where you feel connected to the universe you are in a position or you are capable of manifesting your heartfelt desires but if you are in a state where you are suffering where you feel separate then you are not able to manifest your heartfelt desires the soul sing practice allows you to move into a meditative space of feeling deep connection and expansion and also has the power to manifest your desires because you're holding it when you are in the place of deep connection.
2: Mm, mm, yeah, so it's
1: and- a step-by-step practice. It is for beginners. Mm. I have seen a child as young as three years old do it wow. and I've also seen very old people do it. It is for beginners as well as pros. It is yeah. a very interesting practice. We have, um, I've seen people do it the first thing in the morning because it is not long. The practice that we give is only this practice is only nine minutes long. If you exhale much longer, you go up to 12 minutes, but it's nine to 12 minutes long and people do it even before they go to sleep.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: they are like assimilating everything that has happened and then moving into this deep state of calm and connection and then holding the contention for it to manifest. It gives a vision for one's life. And it also, in the meanwhile, nurtures a beautiful state in one's consciousness. So I would recommend if anyone is a beginner and is looking for a practice, not knowing what to do, and is not sure what meditation is, I would say the soul sync meditation is just that practice, which with you'll become very comfortable with.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, what's so great about it is that it, it really does lead you step by step and gives you a very clear direction as to why you're doing this meditation and what what you're essentially going to be gaining from it, which is really helpful because like you said, a lot of people don't really know what meditation is and don't know what they're trying to do when they're, when they're trying to do it. So it, it's really, really helpful, which is we awesome. didn't
1: want to. We don't want individuals to be lost. Uh, we wanted individuals to experience a definitive result and, and also a deep space of beautiful state and connection, which we feel is essential for nurturing a beautiful life.
2: mm mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And then so going from that um, into the second secret, what, what is the second secret?
1: The second sacred secret secret is, um, is, uh, is looking at your inner truth, where you are able to bring attention to the stressful states as and when it arises and move into a beautiful state. What happens in our lives is we live in a stressful state and nobody has taught us that it is important to nurture a beautiful state. Our society, our civilization, our religion, our parents, our education, none of us have taught us that it's important to bring attention to one's inner state. And what happens is we are habituated to living in stressful states. We live in states of anger, we live, live in states of fear, or we live in states of sorrow, and that becomes our way of life. And we experience life only from those states. and we need to transition. We need to create a new neurobiology or neural connections in your brain. We need to activate newer regions of your brain, so you nurture beautiful states. You also you, 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 and you experience life from calm, from peace, from joy. So when you are looking at inner truth, that is bringing attention to what exactly you're feeling. Many of us are many. For many of us, it is difficult because we, we It's very camouflaged. Many of us assume uh, fear to be uh, uh, probably intelligence. We assume that anger for in, inspiration and passion, and we also say sometimes people are worrying about their loved ones and anxious about their loved ones, and we believe it is love. So it is all very conf- confusing within yourself because we are not used to seeing it. But as you begin bring as you begin to bring attention to your inner state if you are able to observe your inner state and see what is arising within you and observe it you would be able to see that you're changing your ecology of your consciousness from constantly living in a in a stressful state to actually beginning to live life from a beautiful state
0: mm-hmm. yeah and um correct me if i'm wrong but i believe when when i was reading it It was written and talked about how it's not necessarily about never feeling bad or you know anger or sadness because of course everyone will feel that throughout their life. Um, It's more so about like you said understanding that where the emotion is coming from and then moving yourself away from it as opposed to what many people I think probably do is either hide from the emotion and push it away Um, or like you said with anger being. Um, kind of utilized as a passion or as a fire and that essentially would just cause that anger that sadness just to self-propagate within you and it doesn't doesn't really help
1: absolutely because it's not that you're not going to feel angry and it's Mm -hmm. not when you're talking about your inner truth it's not about having those perfect emotions or the perfect thoughts or the that being that perfect person it is not about that It is actually about bringing attention to what you're feeling at that moment of time, instead of allowing it to be there, allowing it to grow, allowing it to become beads in your consciousness. Your, this practice of inner truth will bring attention and you will weed it out of your consciousness.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, that's so important. And something that I know most people haven't really been taught at all.
1: Yeah. What we are, what we are told by society, actually what we are taught by society is distraction.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so exactly.
1: When you're not feeling well, feeling good, you're not comfortable within yourself, move towards entertainment and sad cases, move towards addictions.
0: Mm-hmm. and
1: Or you're asked to, what the self-help le- le- te- teaches us is, you know, change the story. Mm-hmm. Change the story, change the meaning and then you'll feel better, but it doesn't really work.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, what, one of the things that I took note of in that chapter that I thought was really interesting is... A quote from it says, all suffering perpetuates themselves in self-obsession. Yes. Um, and so, would you mind kind of like Absolutely. diving into that a little more?
1: However, however great, um, um, say you are fighting for injustice that has happened or injustice that's happened to you or injustice that's happening to someone. But if it is coming from a place of suffering, if it's coming from a place of inner discomfort, If you bring attention to that suffering state, you would see it is just an engrossment with oneself. It is about me, me, me and me. Even it could be a lofty, a very lofty ideal, but it's still, if it is suffering, if it is causing pain, if it is a discomfort, it is a state where you are engrossed with yourself. It could be anger. If you look at anger, you will be engrossed with, why did, this ha- why did this happen to me? Or how could the other person behave like that to me? When it is fear, you're constantly talking about what can go wrong with your life. You're constantly, inver- there's an inward dialogue about of, of painful possibilities happening in your life. Or if it is shame, it is about like, how lowly I've become in the eyes of few people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It is all about you. If if there is suffering only because of that engagement with oneself, if that engagement or engrossment with oneself is in there, there is no suffering. There are challenges that we face, and what is re- what is required from us for those challenges is intelligence. Mm-hmm. Is you need to be an intelligent person so you can perform the right uh, response, give the right response to the challenge, so you can get out of the problem or the tro- or the challenging situation that life is posing on you. This inward dialogue, where you're constantly speaking about yourself, where it is me, 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 and me, is suffering. Mm -hmm. And this suffering does not help anyone. It is a state which disconnects you. You can have the most wonderful partner in your life, but if you are a person who's constantly disappointed, who's in anger, who's in hate, that person, you can't connect to that person because a state of suffering disconnects you from the other. It separates you from the other. In order to be that individual capable of nurturing love and connection in life, you need to be a person who can move beyond oneself. That means you need to be a person who does not suffer.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Suffering state is like, I, we, we, we see it as probably the biggest disease of the world
0: yeah absolutely and again in in that one um, in that chapter, you have a, a different meditation, I believe at the end to kind of is that more so to help really truly understand the emotions that you're feeling within yes.
1: It is a serene mind practice, so uh, when you experience conflicting uh, inner experience or when you experience discomfort within yourself, it could be anger, it could be fear, it could be hurt, it could be loneliness, it could be insecurity this practice allows you to bring attention to whatever is arising within you. And then you observe it very clearly. You observe the movement of your mind as this emotion is arising. Say you are hurt, you would see your mind moving back or and obsessing about one particular situation again and again and again. One situation where you felt the other person ill-treated you, or the other person did not value, or value you, or did not respect you. You get back to that situation. This practice allows you to observe the movement of mind. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is also a visualization practice associated with it, where you see a light move from the middle of your forehead to the middle of your brain, the medial prefrontal cortex region whereby you are, you are actually stopping the overactive amygdala.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Amygdala is overactive when you are in states of fear and anger. And you're moving the activate, activation to yet another region of your brain, the medial prefrontal cortex, that is, responsible, that is responsible for experiencing compassion, gratitude, joy, love, connection. So it actually transforms over a period of time it transforms your brain, which part of your brain is overactive unnecessarily, and getting those parts of your brain act, active so that you can experience more deeper and powerful states of consciousness.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and that's, I mean, it's amazing. And again, another great thing about the practice that you set up here is that you put very clear steps and a... In a goal or essentially a place that you you know where you're going with the meditation, so it's very helpful again for people that are less experienced.
1: We uh, we actually say, as I said, we want individuals to live in a beautiful state, mm-hmm. and that is the vision which Krishnaji and I have created for this the vision with which we have created this book, and we want individuals to hold this book as not as as yet another book with knowledge. There are millions of books out there with giving you great knowledge and information, but we want this book to be a journey. We want when a person is holding this book, when a person is reading this book, we want it to be a journey so that they nurture a beautiful state in consciousness. There is mm-hmm. a vision with which this book has been written.
0: Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's a beautiful reason to write the book. And I think it really does have that ability to help change people's lives um and then so going from that second secret into the third secret um what what is the third secret
1: uh the third secret is accessing the universal intelligence um we are much more than what we think we are though in the though f- the physical realm we believe that we are separate individuals we are connected in the realm of consciousness and there is a pervasive intelligence that is there around us and there is a way to access this intelligence. Um, a large part of our suffering that we experience—it's probably glorified. It's glorified in few religions. It's glorified, and people believe it is there to make us stronger. People believe that it is there to help us, uh, um, help uh, help us more. Or it's divine. It's a divine uh, blessing or a destiny. We we keep holding on to metaphysical ideas, but suffering as such does not do any good. That inner dialogue where we are engrossed with ourselves, where we separate ourselves from everybody else, does not uh, not do any good for anybody's life. In the same way, it does not even allow us to connect to this all pervasive universal intelligence. Mm -hmm. So if you want to create a great destiny we need the support of this universal intelligence and how do we access this universal intelligence the access does not happen when you are in a state of fear when you are in a state of desperation first is to dissolve that state of fear and desperation that is there within you and then move into a place of letting go and allowing the universal intelligence to flow into your heart And experiencing that universal intelligence in the form of love, in the form of light, in the form of uh, just just calm and stillness within you. And then holding a heartfelt intention and seeing what you want in your life very clearly. And then immersing yourself in a place of gratitude that the universe has given you, has responded to your heartfelt intention. So it is a way of accessing the universal, all pervasive intelligence that is there within us, that is there around us, in order to create a wonderful destiny. And there is a state that leads you into accessing this universal intelligence. So that is the third sacred secret.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it's kind of like you're saying, it really does build off of the first two, because um, yes. you have to like you said, dissolve the, the inner suffering and pain and then discover your inner truth. And then only then can you kind of move on to this third step. It's very kind of clear in that, in that sense.
1: Because from a state of suffering, you're disconnected with people. around You're also disconnected with the universal intelligence. There is no connection possible. Mm-hmm. And if you want to access the universal intelligence, you want the universe to respond to you, you need to experience and establish a connection. And that connection does not come when you're suffering. When you are in a deep state of anxiety, when you are in fear, when you are in desperation, it does not happen. But if you're able to calm yourself, if you're able to let go of that suffering, if you're able to dissolve it, and then hold, and then ask the universal intelligence to manifest in your heart and establish a relationship, and then hold what you want to happen, what you you want to see happening in your life, then it happens. Mm-hmm. There is a way of accessing the universal intelligence and that is the third sacred secret
0: yeah yeah and and so is there with the third sacred secret is there also a specific meditation or method there that you go through
1: meditation it's basically what I have narrated mm-hmm. it is there in the breathing room yeah uh, plan- the Breathing Room platform has all the meditations that is there in the Four Sacred Secrets as well as much more than that. It is a huge repertoire of actually nurturing a beautiful state in one's consciousness. And this meditation is there too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then so that leads us, I guess, into the into the fourth secret.
1: The fourth sacred secret is actually having a blueprint for the responses that we give in life. We are constantly faced with the dilemmas in life, with the dilemma of whether to say yes or no whether to be together or separate, whether to be in this city or move to the other city, or whether to be aggressive or submissive, whether to push or pull. We are constantly faced with these dilemmas of life. And we do not know at, that, at one given point of time what is the right action. What, is, what, is, what are we taught is either from scripture or moral values. But unfortunately, the scripture or the moral values is something that has been established thousands of years ago. And it probably does not suit us at this given point of time of the society and the civilization. So what we need to bring, what we call a spiritual right action is an action that emerges after you have dissolved your suffering state. Mm -hmm. When you are in a state of anger, there is a lot of haste within you. When you respond from that state, you will only complicate the problems or the situation that you are in. When you are in a state of fear, if you look at your thinking, it goes in rounds. It is one thought leading to the other thought, getting back to the first thought, and does not leave any intelligence within you to respond to life. So when you're talking about um the right response the spiritual right action we are talking about an action that emerges after you have dissolved your suffering state that is when you are in anger do the serene mind practice dissolve that state of anger dissolve the state of fear and then perform the action that is needed i have seen individuals who are up in the phone holding it up holding up the phone making a very heated having a very heated argument with a business partner and then in the middle of the conversation, they move into doing the serene mind practice and then respond because they believe and they see the response that emerges from a beautiful state is it's not only creating joy for themselves, but it's also creating a situation which is free of conflict. It's not only helping them, but it's also helping another. A spiritual right action is an action that emerges after you're taking into consideration your own well-being along with the well-being of the other. And a spiritual right action is not an ideal driven action.
0: It is mm-hmm. not
1: about showing your right cheek if um, someone hits you on your left cheek because one great person could do it.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Don't if someone hits you on your right cheek, you, you are ready to slap back, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely.
1: What we feel is we are constantly kept we are supposed to meet such high targets and we fall short of it. We feel guilty. We feel lonely. And the whole drama continues. What we're talking about a spiritual right action is an action that emerges from a place of connection. Mm. And when you come and perform an act from this place of connection, it is nurturing to you. It is nurturing to the people around you. Kindness probably is an output that comes out of a place of connection but kindness doesn't become an ideal. So what we see is when you feel expanded, when you feel connected, when you're able to feel what the other person is feeling and then respond to your life. That is a spiritual action.
0: Yeah, that's, I mean, that's, that's really cool. And I feel like obviously a lot of people probably have not yet experienced making decisions and actions in that way yet. Um, but it's something really, I mean, amazing to strive for.
1: It is. It is truly amazing because it has a lot of power and magic in it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It it has the power to transform lives. It has the power to impact lives. It has the power to impact the experiences of others around you. It carries a huge power.
0: Mm-hmm. And yeah, and it, it's cool because I, I feel like a lot of people. I mean, m- myself. A lot. I know I've experienced it all the time. is very easy to be very reactive to things and decisions that happen in life and so essentially like the method that you're talking about it allows you to kind of step away from whatever is happening that you're kind of entangled in and really like you said kind of bring forth an intelligent understanding of what's happening bring a sense of calm and then make a much a much more appropriate decision that's going to be much more beneficial
1: actually i had a participant who uh, was saying oh my God, if I'm not supposed to act from a suffering state, I wouldn't be acting at all. (laughs) (laughs) I said, it is okay not to act, but things can get worse when you are responding from a suffering state. It's not Mm -hmm. going to help. anybody.
0: Yeah. And so what do you think? I I feel like a lot of people when they're faced with decisions, whatever decision might be, my business, personal, whatever it may be, a lot of people, I think, struggle to make the right decision for themselves because they are worried about how the other person or the other party will react or how they will respond to the decision that's made.
1: So it is a worry about what somebody else is thinking about them. It is an mm-hmm. in concept.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it still comes kind of back to you worried about how people perceive you.
1: It is about you. Mm-hmm. It's not about the other.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's a state of disconnection. It Life becomes very mechanical and you, your responses become very... Uh, the very same. That is why the staleness in the way we experience life, the staleness in the responses that we give to life, and also staleness in the problems that come into our lives again and again. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And kind of like you were saying um, earlier on, where we get so used, we get so used to being in stressful states, we get so used to reacting to situations, and those neurons in our brain kind of essentially get formed, and it becomes habit. And so that becomes normal. Where I would imagine a lot of people probably don't really even necessarily realize the, the things that they're doing because it almost becomes so normal to them. Absolutely. Where they're they're not they don't even know what uh you know a sense of abuse. beautiful. But a large state.
1: part of the population, it is either fear that is driving them, driving, mm-hmm. them, or anger that is driving their lives.
0: Mm-hmm. It
1: yeah. is not. It is not connection. It is not love. It is not love for what you're doing you're just doing it because you're driven by anger driven by passion sorry driven by anger driven by fear or just driving yourself by sticking onto an ideal that actually what happens is you become very tired with life you you feel burnt out you feel mm. you ask this question like am i what am i doing with my life what am i doing why am i doing what, what is the reason i'm alive you ask these questions because you feel so lost especially when you're driving your life from anger and fear, it kind of takes sucks your life out of living. Mm-hmm. You just exist and you feel lost and you don't know what, what the purpose of your life is. You don't know what the meaning of existence is. And you're, if you're asking these questions, that means we are, uh, we are individuals who are spending probably a large part of our lives in disconnection.
0: Yeah, and, and essentially going through these steps that you're talking about and achieving this beautiful state, I know in the book you kind of say, ideally you'd want an 80% beautiful state, 20% stressful, while most of us live in the reverse of that, 80% stressful. Um, and so if you can get to that that beautiful state of is where you're normally at, it's just going to it's going to help you find direction and you'll feel, I I would imagine you'll feel so much more meaning in your life because you're going through these practices and you have such a powerful intention set within you. You, you feel much more directed.
1: Absolutely. From a state of connection, you regain the meaning, the lost meaning, you get the purpose, you have a clear direction, you redefine your purpose, you know what you're doing, you know where you're going and it it doesn't stop there. you also see that there is a huge support that you receive from the universe itself. Mm-hmm. You're not battling, you're not in a constant struggle, of battling with yourself, battling with your family, battling with the, or your organization that you're working in. But instead, you would begin to see that this experience of connection, this transformation in your inner state, this experience of beautiful state will allow you to become immensely powerful to, uh, to receive a beautiful response from the universe. Mm-hmm
0: yeah and and so I know you you have built and created um a beautiful beautiful place where you host different kinds of festivals. um I know you said you have the World Peace Festival coming up. is that correct yes um so can you can you kind of talk about what you've yes. built there and everything that happens because it's beautiful? I've seen pictures and videos and it looks just incredible
1: So this place you're talking about is Acum is the mystic powerhouse. It was created with a vision to help humans, help individuals to experience beyond the self-states. If a suffering state is equivalent to being a very limited state, in order to help individuals to move out of that suffering state and experience life very differently from what they have experienced all through, we believe that an individual must experience beyond the self-states and this place akam which means the oneness field uh, is a mystic powerhouse which is created for individuals to experience the states of the transcendence and the enlightenment states and uh, we have we do host many festivals there we um, we encompass all four pursuits of life there are festivals for creating abundance there are festivals for experiencing um, uh, peace of the world, contributing to world peace. And there is also festival to experience enlightened states of consciousness. If you look at four pursuits of human being, ancient Hindus called it as atta, kama, dharma, moksha, that is creating wealth, fulfilling desires, um, um, performing responsibilities um, or duties. And then the last one is experience in liberation or freedom. This place, Akam, is um has its festivals in order to fulfill all these four pursuits of life um and uh this month uh in september i mean september already yes in Mm -hmm. september the 11th 11th to the 22nd of september there is um this annual festival which is the acom world peace festival and uh, you don't need to be in India. It'll be great if you can be in India. But uh, if you are an individual who can just look up the site, HP probably can put up, mm-hmm. and you control yourself as a peacemaker, you, are, uh, you have the ability to connect to ACOM. You are streamed. There is a light stream happening from ACOM to the peacemaker and this peacemaker meditates with thousands of other people from Acre and contributes towards world peace. And when we're talking about world peace, we're not talking about um, um, social activists getting on street or angry people fighting for peace, we're not talking about that, we're talking about contributing to world peace in the realm of consciousness, where each peacemaker is um, is meditating along with millions of other people across the globe around the same time to impact human consciousness with great peace. Yeah. And, um, it is a very simple way to access the ACOM World Peace Festival and we have peace energy points across different regions of the globe. Um, in India alone, we have several several hundreds of schools um which involves around over 200,000 children participating in those World Peace Festival. Oh, and, wow. and we have peace, peace energy points across the globe from North America to South America to Europe to Africa to China, Japan, Korea, around the globe. It is not, it is not, um it is individuals, it is conscious individuals meditating for contributing towards world peace.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that's I mean that's so beautiful that you guys have been able to achieve something. And like you said, you don't have to be in India, you can be anywhere in the world and still help contribute to that, which is really really cool. And Absolutely. yeah, we'll definitely put a um a link to it uh, under this podcast and everywhere we post it so that people can find out more about it cuz I think that's so cool. And it's amazing because so many people basically contributing like that. It's going to become infectious to others, like you said, um, where the more people that you have that are using, like contributing to this consciousness, this universal consciousness. If I have four or five friends that all go and contribute to the icam Peace Festival, that can help me go do the same thing. And then that can help it spread and grow, which is really, really powerful.
1: Happening in the individual realm is happening at the global realm. Mm-hmm. We become individuals contributing towards peace. We are impacting human consciousness to awaken to peace. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm de- I'm gonna make sure I sign up for to become a peacemaker would as well.
1: That. I would love that. Uh,
0: <laughs> I definitely will. Um, and so I don't know how much more time do you have? Are we getting closer?
1: I'm I'm still fine, I guess. I don't okay,
0: know. cool. I right, just wanted to make sure. Um, and so now, I don't know, would you want to talk a little bit about the o Ac- o Academy?
1: Uh, o and Academy is an organization to help individuals move from suffering states to beautiful states, from experiencing separation and disconnection to experiencing connection, from moving away from division to experiencing oneness. We believe in an individual's transformation in order to create a more beautiful world, and lead to world transformation. Um, we believe that we need to work on individuals helping them to live in a beautiful state because every person who lives in a beautiful state is an individual contributing towards a more beautiful world. So we have programs across the globe. We are present in over um, 85 plus countries. We have people from across the globe visit India either go through the festivals or go through the programs, allowing them to emerge as a transformed individual. We also have this four-day retreat. Right now I'm in New York, in Omega, doing this four-day retreat. And this four-day retreat is called the Field of Abundance and allows an individual to awaken to the calm connection and the creation dimension of one's consciousness, allows an individual to open up into the new realm or the spectrum of life um, opening up into beautiful states and creating abundance and prosperity from that beautiful states um, we have in we we work on individuals we work on leaders we work on business leaders we believe that transformation has to happen at every level in order to create a more beautiful planet mm
0: mm-hmm. yeah and so i know you said you there's over 85 locations okay. Is that right?
1: It, it, we have people coming in from eighty-five countries. Hey, wow! And, uh, in terms of the field of abundance, we are this field of abundance travels in, into different continents of the world. I'm not there in Antarctica and uh, mm-hmm. every other continent uh, in the major cities of the world, and it's a four-day retreat.
0: That's amazing, and so I know after this, are you going to L.A.? Is that correct?
1: I am going to L.A. for two days and then going to Japan again for the field of abundance in Japan.
0: Oh, awesome. That's amazing. It's cool that you get to travel around to so many different places and do these workshops to help people all over the world.
1: It's It is it's truly, uh, it's truly wonderful because uh, probably 10 years ago, spirituality, a transformed state, was limited to a seeker. Mm-hmm. But what I am seeing right now as I travel, as I meet people is... There is, there is a longing to learn. there is a longing to live a stressful, stress-free life. There is a longing to life, live life differently.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: think that's very important. We have become seekers in our own way. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and it's it's just so amazing that thanks, thankfully, like technology essentially has allowed you to reach so many people that you don't necessarily have to be like we're talking right now, you know Absolutely. through through a video call. And with the Ecom Peace Festival, you have people that are able to stream and still connect without having to actually physically be there, which is really amazing as well.
1: And also the Breathing Room, which is our portal for moving into beautiful states. Yeah,
0: platform. I was I was going to ask about that. So, what what is the Breathing Room?
1: Breathing Room is an app. Um, it is there for individuals to get on it. It has a huge catalog. It has it has meditations from the book. It has meditations. That actually helps you nurture a beautiful state in consciousness. We become a species or we become a, a human beings not capable of breathing. Mm-hmm. We become human beings not capable of looking into the eyes of the other and smiling. We become human beings incapable of trust.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's a very sad state. We are not able to breathe fully because we have so much of stress and anxiety in our mind. We need not live life like this.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: We need not exist this way that there is a totally different way of living life and breathing room is there out to help you live a different life.
0: Yeah. And so how long have you been helping people kind of transform their lives in this way?
1: I have probably had my first experiences of living or experiencing beyond the self-states ever since I was 17. Oh, wow. So and uh, uh, the passion to create beautiful life, the passion to uh, help individuals to live a transformed life, has always grown, and it has been uh, it's become more stronger with my husband,
2: mm-hmm.
1: of the Owner Academy, uh, his vision for humanity and his vision to help individuals live a uh, live a suffering free life.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it's, I mean it's a beautiful vision, and I'm I'm really really thankful for you coming on and speaking with me here today um, and helping spread this information. Hopefully a lot of people that are listening will be able to go, they'll get your book, they'll be able to become peacemakers, they'll be able to do all these things to really help spread that that word and help enrich themselves, make their themselves in that beautiful state.
1: Thank you so much, Ryan. Thank you for making this possible and it has been a wonderful conversation with you.
0: Yeah, I've really, really enjoyed getting to speak with you. Um, and yeah, everyone, make sure you go check out the book, and we'll put links to all of your different websites. We'll put links to your book so everybody can find all that information out really easily. Um, and yeah, so yeah, thank you again so much, and I hope that I get to speak with you again sometime soon.
1: Please do come to India.
0: Oh, I would love to. I would love to.
1: Good experience.
0: I will. I'm definitely going to put that on my list of must-dos very soon because I would love to do that.
1: We'd love to have you there. Thank
0: awesome. You. Well, thank you again, Pritaji. I really appreciate it.
1: Thank you so much. And thank you for making this happen.
2: Wellness Plus Podcast, copyright 2018, Target Public Media, LLC, all rights reserved.